All right. Started the week one and one on the Thursday night games. Now I give you the betting trends and picks for the rest of the week. And I throw in the top three games to watch this weekend for week seven. Let's go. You are listening to the Running Up the Score podcast. Now here's your host, Jerry Napoleonello. All right, Running Up the Score. I'm Jerry Napoleonello. If you're new to us, thank you for listening. If you're coming back, thank you as well. The videos that I've been putting up on TikTok have blown up. I couldn't thank you guys enough for all the comments, the likes, the views, the follows. Keep it coming. Keep reposting. Let people know I'm here and I know what I'm talking about. So off the bat, I'm going to get right into the content. Let's get right to it. It's time for the week seven picks and betting trends for the 1 o'clock games. Here we go. I'm going to give you some betting trends first, just to, uh, you know, just kind of overall for the games heading into this one. This is not strictly for, you know, each game. These are the the broad ones. First off, I went 19-9 and last week without picking Monday Night Football. Obviously, being a Cowboys fan, there was no way I was going to pick that game. Superstitious, whatever. But I did well. I did well. And, you know, not many people are going to do this where, you know, I mean, you're not going to put your money on both the under and the spread. It's just you usually pick one or the other. I'm picking both just for you guys to choose which one you want to go with. So the unders went 12-2 and two in week six. That's the best under rate for single week since 1996 and are 56-36-1 and one entering week seven. Obviously, after Thursday night football, they are 0-1. Unders are hitting at a 61% rate, the highest under rate through six weeks since 1991, and the second most profitable start for the unders since 2005. The best was last season. For the only for only the second time since 1994, nine teams won in the NFL last week without scoring 21 points. And I said this, I don't know if it was last week or the week before. It's weird that, you know, even though, yes, we have some crazy offenses like, you know, um, Detroit, Miami. But overall, I feel like the offenses are not outlasting good defenses. The the good defenses are more of the story this year. Public sides, which are teams with 51% of the tickets or more, are 56 and 32 straight up and 51, 34 and 3 against the spread this season. Public has been 500 against the spread or better in all 6 weeks. That's interesting too. Also, this week we will have some games with some weather We're going to have some windy games. So outdoor windy games have been profitable trend recently for unders. Over the last 20 years, they are 57.1% to the under. In 2023, these games are 11-1-1 to the under, including 
103, 51, and 1 to the under last three seasons. So I think there's two games that are going to have 10-plus mile-per-hour wins. I will talk about them when I get to those games. Home favorites in the division games. They are 217, 268, and 14 against the spread, which is a 44.7%. Since 2015, including 34 and 52 against the spread last two seasons. Week 7, Tampa Bay, Seattle, and KC fit that trend. So we'll start off with the first 1 o'clock game, the Browns at the Colts. The Browns are favored by three. The over-under is 40 and a half. The public is 70% on the Browns. Deshaun Watson practiced for the first time in three weeks. Does that mean he's going to start? We don't know yet. The Browns opened up as three-point favorites as well, so the line hasn't moved. The Browns are 3-13 and 13 straight up after a win since the start of the 2021 season. If Deshaun Watson does start in Week 7, he'll be coming off a decent layoff since his injury, obviously. Deshaun Watson has performed on rest. Short rest, 11-1 straight up, 7-3-2 against the spread. Normal rest, 16-19 straight up and 16 and 19 against the spread. Extended rest, which this fits the trend, is 6 and 8 straight up and 6 and 8 against the spread. The Browns defense is the real story in this game. What they did with San Francisco last week, what they've been doing all season, they've allowed 1002 yards this season, the lowest mark through 5 games since 1971. Opponents have nine red zone attempts. That's the fewest in the NFL. Opponents are converting third downs 23.1%. That's the lowest percent in the NFL. 18.8% of the drives ending in an offensive score. That's the lowest in the NFL. And the opponents are averaging one minute per drive. And that's also the lowest in the NFL by 20 seconds. The opponents have 52 first downs in five games, and that's the lowest for any defense since 1970. This defense is insane. It's insane. Uh, the Browns with Stefanski, they are a favorite. They're 20 and 10 straight up and 11 and 19 against the spread. As an underdog, they are 9 and 17 straight up and 14, 11 and 1 against the spread. Browns are 9-18 and 18 straight up, 10-17 and 17 against the spread after a straight-up win under Stefanski. Teams, after playing the 49ers, are 2-19 and 19 straight up. The Cowboys obviously going against this trend last week. They are 4-15-2 against the spread since the start of last season, including 17-39 and 39 straight up and 21-33-2 and two against the spread since 2020. The Colts got back Jonathan Taylor a few weeks ago. He hasn't really gotten a lot of the the carries lately, but I feel as though he's getting more and more. And the Colts, when the Taylor, when Jonathan Taylor gets 10 plus carries, they're 21, 16, and 1 straight up. When he gets fewer than 10 carries or doesn't play, they're 6 and 12 straight up. 
Gardner Minshew is 2-11 straight up in the last 13 starts. He broke a streak of eight consecutive losses straight up as a dog against the Ravens earlier this season. He's 2-10 against the spread in his last 12 starts. Minshew has faced eight teams above 500 in his career. His teams are 1-7 straight up and 2-6 and against the spread. When Minshew's opponents score more than 20 points, he is 1-14 straight up. Minshew has faced nine teams allowing 21 points per game or less on the season when that opponent scores 20 points or more. Minshew is 0-7 straight up. So, that right there tells you that a lot is going against the Colts in this one. And with Minshew being under center, as I said, it, Minshew coming in in the middle of the game, great. That guy is, that's the guy that you want. When he starts a game, not great at all. And I think whether Deshaun Watson's under center or PJ Walker is under center, I think that Cleveland Browns win this game. I'm taking them minus three, and I'm taking the under in this game. Next 1 o'clock game, we got the Commanders at the Giants. The Giants are three-point underdogs. The over-under is 37.5. The public is 56% on the Giants. This line opened up at minus 2.5 for the Giants. The wind is an issue in this one. The Giants are optimistic that Daniel Jones will play. And here is why the under is a lock in this game. The under is 17-4-2 in the Giants' last 23 home games. The under also has a longstanding tradition when the Washington Redskins commanders football team rolls into town as it's gone an incredible 18-4-1 in the last 23 matchups in New York. This game has a total of 37.5. When two bad teams, bad defenses, play, go under. When both teams allow 24 points per game or more, the under is 55 and 33. That's 63% over the last three seasons, including 9 and 5 this season. Sam Howell's been sacked 34 times so far this season, most of any quarterback in the NFL. In the last four seasons, Rivera coached games are 34, 21, and 2 to the under, which is 61%. Sam Howell, the record for sacks taken in a season is 76, set by David Carr for the Texans in 2002. Howell is on pace to have to take 96 this year. The underdog is strong in in Ron Rivera, really. He's a 59-43 and 2 against the spread as an underdog and 47-51 and 2 against the spread as a favorite with Washington and Carolina. Unfortunate for him, he's a favorite. Commanders were an underdog last week. They came out with the win. Rivera is 12-4 and 1 against the spread in this spot since 2018 coming off of that win. The best against the spread in this spot in that span. Rivera is 25-10-1 in this spot for his career. He's the most profitable coach in the NFL for that. Ron Rivera is 1-7 against the spread versus the Giants as a favorite. He is 2-4 against the spread against the Giants 
with Washington. Giants have historically covered against Washington last 20 years. They are 24-15-1 and against the spread, including 7-2 and against the spread in their last nine meetings. Brian Dable is 2-0 and against the spread for New York. The pick is Giants plus three and the under in this one of 37 and a half. Next one o'clock game, Falcons, Buccaneers, minus two and a half for the Bucs. Over under is 37 and a half and the public is on the Bucs 73%. The Falcons have gone under in 15 of their last 20 games, including eight of 10 starts from Desmond Ritter. The Buccaneers are averaging just 18 points per game. This game has a low total of 37.5, but it's worth noting that the Falcons scored just 6 and 7 points in their previous road games, their two previous road games this season. Since covering in Week 1, the Falcons have lost 5 straight against the spread. Desmond Ritter is 3-0 and against the spread versus the NFC South, but he's 0-7 against the spread versus all other divisions. Baker is 20 and 20 against the spread as an underdog and 20 uh, 12 23 and 1 as a favorite. He's 206 of 213 quarterbacks the last 20 years as a favorite. Todd Bowles teams have struggled off of a loss. They are 18 and 30 straight up, 18 28 and 2 against the spread in that spot including 1 8 and 1 against the spread with the Bucks. Home division team since 2015, they are 367, 416, and 19, which is 46%. They are 13 and 15 against the spread this year. When that home division team is a favorite, it's even worse. 217, 268, and 14 against the spread. That's 44.7%. Teams who score six points or less in their previous week, are 111, 89, and 4 against the spread, which is 55% the next week in the last 20 years. When they listed, when they are listed as an underdog, they are 78, 55, and 2 against the spread, only 33, 34, and 2 against the spread as a favorite. The Bucks lost 20 to 6 last week to the Detroit Lions. The pick in this one is going to be Tampa Bay minus 2.5, and, and I'm going with the under of 37 and a half. Next one, Bills Patriots. Patriots are eight and a half point underdogs in this one. Home underdogs. The over under is 40 and a half. The public is on the Bills 72%. The line opened up at Buffalo minus three and a half. So it went up drastically. New England's offense still hasn't scored more than 20 points this season. Buffalo hasn't allowed an opponent to top 20 points in four of six games. The Patriots are between eight and a half and nine point home underdogs this week. This is the interesting stat. Their biggest home underdog line since 2001. If they close at nine or higher, it would be their highest home dog line since facing the Colts and Peyton Manning back in 2001. What start was that? That was Tom Brady's first career start. Biggest Bills spread versus the Patriots the last 30 years, 8.5 in 2021 at New England. They won 33-21. to 21. 
minus seven in 2022 versus New England at home in Buffalo. They won that one 35 to 23. Josh Allen has 59 wins in his career. Now, this is also interesting. 45 of those 59 wins have been by seven points or more. Josh Allen has really succeeded on normal rest as well. Josh Allen is 31-18-3 against the spread on seven days rest. That's 10th most profitable QB against the spread the last 20 years in that spot. He's 7-8-1 against the spread on short rest and 6-11-1 and and against the spread on extended rest. So he's got his regular rest. He played Sunday night. Not worried about Josh Allen. The Patriots are 3-10 straight up, 2-11 against the spread in their last 13 0-14 for Mac Jones straight up when opponents score 24 points or more. Mac Jones is 17-7 straight up when his defense allows 24 points or less. When Mac Jones scores 21 points or less, New England is 4-15 straight up. Mac Jones is 12-8-1 against the spread as a favorite. He's 3-14 against the spread as an underdog. Mac Jones has lost 13 consecutive starts straight up and against the spread as an underdog. Mac is 0-11 against the spread as a dog since the start of last season. The pick in this one will be Buffalo minus 8.5 and the over in this one. Raiders-Bears plus 2.5 for the Bears. The over under 37.5 and the Raiders are the public by 75%. We just found out that Brian Hoyer will start this game. The Raiders are 0-9 against the spread in their last nine games as a road favorite. The open line of this, by the way, was Chicago minus one. With the Bears going to a backup Sunday, this will be the 35th game Chicago will start a backup quarterback over the last decade. The Bears are 9-25 and straight up and 13-21 and against the spread in those games, including 1-9 and straight up. 2-8 and eight against the spread in their last 10 games in that spot dating back 2021. They've lost five straight home games straight up and against the spread with a backup quarterback. The Bears are 18-28-1 against the spread versus non-NFC North division since 2019. That's the second worst mark in the NFL just ahead of the Falcons. Bears games finally went under the total versus the Vikings last week. Bears are 5-1 to the over this season and 15-8 and to the over since the start of last season. That's the best mark in the NFL. Chicago is 2-11-1 in their last 14 games overall, and they are 2-18 straight up in their last 20 games overall. This will be the 11th time that the Raiders have to go to a backup quarterback over the last decade. Raiders backups have struggled as well, going 1-10 and straight up and 2-19 and against the spread in those games. Brian Hoyer in his career is 16-25 and straight up, 22-17-2 and against the spread. Since 2018, Brian Hoyer has started three games. His teams are 0-3 straight up, 1-2 against the spread, scoring 24, 12, and 10 points in each of those games. Hoyer is 8-4 straight up as a favorite and 8-21 and straight up as an underdog. He struggled on the road as well, going 6-15 straight up in his career, last being listed as a road favorite back in 2014 with the Browns. 
the pick in this one, I am going being that you're you got two backup quarterbacks. I like the veteran in Brian Hoyer, and I'm going to go with the Raiders minus two and a half. And I'm gonna go crazy here. I'm gonna say the under in this one as well. Lions at the Ravens, minus three to the Ravens. Over under is 43 and a half. The public is on the Lions by 56%. This is the other windy game. The Lions are 15 and five against the spread in their last 20 games as an underdog. The Lions are on a 14 and two against the spread tear. Regardless of whether they're favored or are getting points, the Ravens are favored by three in this game, and they've been a poor bet at home, going two and eight and one against the spread in their last 11 in Baltimore. Home field advantage is not with Baltimore. The Lions are a 28 and 12 against the spread, 70% since the start of the 2021 season. Most profitable team against the spread in the NFL, second best is Dallas. Goff against the spread by indoor and outdoor. I'm just going to give you the outdoor because they are outdoors. His outdoor record, 34-33-2 against the spread, 25-19-1 against the spread in November or earlier. He's 9-14-1 against the spread in December or January. The Lions, the wind may not affect them like we think. Their road output in 10-plus mile-per-hour wins last four games. 20 points, 20 points, 23, and 31 points. Jared Goff is 4-4 four and four straight up and against the spread with 10-plus mile-per-hour wins. Dating back to last season, Goff has covered seven straight games versus above 500 straight-up opponents, going 12-3 and three against the spread in this spot since 2021. Goff is 10-1 against the spread versus teams with a 66% win percentage or higher. The Ravens will be the 14th team to return from London without a bye week. 12 of the previous 13 teams were either tied or trailing at some point in the fourth quarter. The one exception was the Jaguars this past week who dominated the Colts, but also spent an extra week in London playing back-to-back games there. Lamar Jackson has faced the NFC in 16 games. He is 15-1 straight up, 7-9 against the spread. His one loss coming to the Giants last season. His 938 per win percentage is best by any quarterback against opposing conference since 1970. Over the past three seasons, Lamar Jackson is a perfect 6-0 against the spread as an underdog, but 8-16 against the spread as a favorite, including 5-16 when favored by more than three points. Jackson is 23-9 straight up and 11-21 against the spread as a home favorite. Of 210 quarterbacks over the last 20 years, he is ranked 205th against the spread as a home favorite. He's just 9-16 and 16 playing home at 1 o'clock. Lions and Ravens are both beating their opponents by uh, this season by 7-plus points per game. When two teams meet winning by 7-plus points per game on the year this late in the season, favorites are 52-78-2 and 78 and two against the spread, which is 40% the last 20 years. 11-21-1 against the spread since 2018. Favored by three or less, they are 20, 34, and two against the spread. The pick in this game, Detroit plus three and the over. 
Now we get to the 4 o'clock games. Cardinals at the Seahawks. The Seahawks are favored by 7.5. The over-under is 44.5. The public is on the Seahawks 61%. The Cardinals are 5-14 and 14 against the spread in their 19 divisional their last 19 divisional matchups. Seattle is 4-1 and one against the spread in their last five versus Arizona. In 57 starts, Geno Smith has never closed as a favorite of seven points or higher. He has closed six, by 6.5 six twice in his career. Geno has covered one game in his career as a, over a four-point favorite in week three against the Panthers. One and four against the spread in his career. Geno Smith is... 20 and 15 and 2 against the spread as a dog, but only 9 and 11 against the spread as a favorite. As a favorite of over a field goal, Geno is 3 and 6 against the spread in his career. Geno Smith has performed well off of a loss. He's 19 and 13 against the spread. After a straight up win, he's he's only 8, 11 and 2 against the spread. Pete Carroll has lost five consecutive games against the spread versus the NFC West but he's covered and won three straight versus the Cardinals. Pete Carroll and the Seahawks are just 8-13-2 against the spread after scoring 13 points or less in their previous game since 2014, making Carroll the second least profitable coach against the spread in that spot. The pick in this one is going to be Arizona plus 7.5 and and the over. Next one that... Steelers at the Rams. Rams are favored by three. The over-under, 43-and-a-half. The public is on the Rams, 75%. The open line for this one was minus two to the Steelers. The Steelers are 14-3-1 in their last 18 games as an underdog of three or less. As a dog off a bye, Tomlin and the Steelers are 1-2, and two, straight up against the spread. They won in 2021. Hadn't happened prior since 2015, including week one's Tomlin's. Tomlin is 25-12-1 straight up on extended prep. Steelers are 56-31-4 against the spread as an underdog under Tomlin. Pittsburgh is 3-1 straight up against the spread as an underdog in 2023. This is the fourth game the Steelers will play off a bye under Tomlin where their offense is averaged 20, 20 points per game or less. They are 3-0 and straight up against the spread and against the spread coming off the bye in that spot. Off extended rest during the regular season, Kenny Pickett is 4-0 and straight up and against the spread in his pro career, covering the spread by 7.3 points per game. Sean McVay is 25-16-1 against the spread versus NFC West and 34-35-2 against the spread versus all the other divisions. The Rams and Stafford are 4-1-1 against the spread this season. He's 31-64 straight up and 36-57-2 against the spread versus teams above 500. He's the least profitable quarterback straight up and against the spread in that spot the last 20 years. He is 8-7 straight up and 6-9 and nine against the spread with the Rams in this spot. When Stafford faces a team 500 straight up or worse, he's 57, 37 straight up, and 47 and 43 and 4 against the spread. 
McVay is 43-17 and 17 straight up and 33-24-3 and three against the spread when the line moves towards his team, including the 20-6 and six straight up at home. The pick in this one is Rams minus three and the over. The next one is the Packers and the Broncos. Broncos are the dog by the home dog by one and a half. The over under is 45. The public is on the Packers 61%. Green Bay leads the league in second half points with 17.4 points per game while Denver is allowing the second most at 16.5. The Packers went 5-6 and six straight up as favorites under LaFleur last season. Week 7 would be their first game as a favorite this year if they close as such. LaFleur has excelled as an underdog. He is 16-7 and seven against the spread as a dog. He is 12-5 with Rodgers and 4-2 and with Jordan Love. As a favorite, LaFleur is 29-24 and 24 against the spread. Broncos are 0-5 against, 0-5-1 against the spread through six games. This is the first time in Super Bowl era Denver has started without an against-the-spread win in their first six games. Teams are 25-13 and 13 straight up the week after facing the Chiefs over the last three seasons. On a two-game or more straight-up losing streak, Russell Wilson is 15-6 and six straight up, 14-5, and five and two against the spread in his career. Broncos' home games have been an underfest. They are 12-8 and eight last three years and 43-27-1 since 2015. All eight years, 500 or better to the under at home. This season, though, they are 2-1 and one to the over at home with Denver's horrific defense. Russell Wilson is 2-12 and 12 straight up in his last 14 starts and 3-15 and 15 straight up in his last 18 for the Broncos. Russell Wilson has struggled against the Packers. He is 1-5 straight up in his last six starts, all with the Seahawks. The pick in this game is Packers plus 1.5 and, and the under in this one. The last 4 o'clock game, the Chargers at the Chiefs, minus 5.5 for the Chiefs. The over-under is 47.5. The public is on the Chargers, 78%. The open line has stayed at 5.5, so nothing changed there. The Chiefs have gone under their team total in the last 5 of 6 games this season. This will be Herbert's 7th career game versus the Chiefs and his 6th career game against Mahomes versus Kansas City he's two and four straight up and five and one against the spread versus Mahomes he's one and four straight up and four and one against the spread Herbert's final margins in games versus Mahomes minus three minus three minus six plus six minus three Herbert is five and one against the spread versus the Chiefs and 24 24 and one against the spread versus all other teams Herbert is 7-0 against the spread as a dog of five or more in his career. He's 10-1 against the spread as an underdog of uh, over a field goal. Herbert is 15-11 against the spread on the road and only 13-14-1 against the spread at home in his career. Chargers have finished 500 against the spread or better on the road in 11 consecutive seasons. The Chargers have finished above 500 against the spread once in the last 10 years. 
Herbert ha- as an underdog and as a favorite. Underdog, he's 12 and 7 against the spread. And the favorite, he's 16 and 18 and 1 against the spread. Mahomes had has had 15 passes dropped so far this season. He's tied for most of any quarterback in the NFL. He had 33 last year, the seventh most in the NFL. Mahomes versus AFC West. He's 28 and three straight up, 16, 14, and one against the spread. As a favorite of seven or more versus the AFC West, he's 19 and one straight up and 9, 10, and one against the spread. As I said before, Mahomes versus Herbert. Mahomes won by three, lost by six, won by six, won by three, and one by three. This is going to be a close game. Mahomes and Andy Reid are off extended rest for this game, obviously playing Thursday night. Mahomes is 23-5 and five straight up, 14-13-1 against the spread on extended rest, including 9-0 straight up, 4-5 and five against the spread versus AFC West on extended rest. Mahomes has played at home 14 times on extended rest. He's 13-1 straight up and 7-7 against the spread. His only loss coming to Tom Brady in the AFC Championship game. Mahomes has won 12 consecutive games straight up in this spot. Andy Reid, last 20 years on 8-plus days rest, is 57-25 straight up, 46-35-1 against the spread. When rest comes early, he does great. September and October, he's 21-8 and eight against the spread. On extended rest, Andy Reid and the Chiefs are 32-12 and 12 straight up, including 20-3 straight up since 2019. The pick in this one is Chargers plus 5.5 and, and the over. And now we move on. It's time for the picks and betting trends for Sunday Night Football. We got a doozy for us. Sunday Night Football, Dolphins at the Eagles. Eagles are favored by 2.5, the over-under 51.5. The public is on the Eagles, 64%. The line opened up, Eagles favored by 3. These teams are coming out, flying especially the Dolphins, who averaged 20.7 points in the first half, which is easily the top mark in the NFL, the Eagles ranked ninth at 13.8. But they'll have a good shot to improve. The Dolphins' defense is allowing fifth most first half points at 14.7, and the first half total is at 25.5, which might be a smarter play than the full game total if you like the over as defenses for both teams have been better in the second half. The Dolphins have faced the Bills, the Giants, the Patriots, the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Panthers, and are 5-1 and one straight up and against the spread. Those opponents are a combined 9-25 and 25 straight up this season. This will be Tua's eighth start at night. He's 4-3 and three straight up, 3-4 three and four against the spread, 3-3 three and three against the spread on the road, and 0-1 oh against the spread at home. Tua's lost both his night starts as an underdog, both on the road, Buffalo and Cincinnati being those winners. He's 15 and 5 against the spread at home and 9 and 10 against 9 10 and 1 against the spread away from home in his career. Tua by time zone he's 21 8 and 1 against the spread in his in the eastern time zone. 
Dolphins are 2-10 straight up in their last 12 games as a road dog dating back to last season, and Tua has lost six of his last eight starts as a road underdog. Now, Tua's numbers when facing teams with percentage of plays that end in a sack while on defense, the Eagles are at 5%. So when a team is over 3%, the Dolphins, well, Tua, is 3-7 and seven straight up, and 3% or less, he's 5-2 and two straight up. So basically, to beat Tua, get some pressure on him. Turnovers have been an issue the last two games in Philly. Uh, they lost the turnover battle in both those games. Eagles are 2-0 and o straight up and against the spread under Hurts on a two-game turnover battle losing streak. Hurts has excelled at home. He's been less than fantastic on the road, obviously, Home, he's 14 and 6 and 1 against the spread. That's fourth of 91 quarterbacks since 2020. This season, though, Hertz is 3 and 1 straight up and against the spread on the road after the Jets' loss. Hertz has been money as a favorite. His teams are 26 and 6 straight up as favorites with Hertz as the starter including 26 and 4 straight up when the Eagles are favored by 3 or more. Hertz is 24 and 3 straight up in the last 27 starts as a favorite. Hertz is 1 and 5 straight up as a home underdog in his career. Eagles are 7 and 10 straight up versus teams scoring 24 points per game or more on the year and are 20 and 4 straight up under that mark. Hertz is 3 and 7 straight up with a pressure rate of 40% or higher versus 25 and 5 straight up without. That's per next gen stats. So right there again, another quarterback that if you get pressure on him, it'll be easier to beat him. Hertz is just 6 and 6 straight up and 5 and 7 against the spread after a straight up loss, including just 2 and 2 straight up at home. Hertz in night games is 8 and 5 straight up and 8 and 4 and 1 against the spread. Home in night games Six and three straight up, seven one and one against the spread, one and three against the spread away from home. The pick in this one, I think the Miami Dolphins win this one outright, so I'm going to go with them two and a half and the over in this one. Here is the pick and the betting trends for Monday Night Football 49ers at the Vikings, plus seven for the Vikings, over under 44. Public is on the 49ers, 82%. The open of this one was San Francisco at 2.5, which is crazy. Dating back to last season, 49ers are 7-1 straight up and against the spread in their last eight games off a loss when Shanahan is a favorite off a loss. When Shanahan is a favorite off a loss, he's only 9-7 straight up. Purdy is 8-0 against the spread at home, just 2-4 against the spread on the road. Purdy is 12 and 2 straight up and 10 and 4 against the spread career. Kyle Shanahan is 18 and 12 against the spread after scoring 17 points or less, including 7 and 1 against the spread in his last eight. Brock Purdy has made four starts at night for the 49ers. He's 4 and 0 straight up and against the spread in those games. Shanahan in night games with the 49ers, 10 and 11 against the spread as a favorite. 7-2 and two against the spread as an underdog. The 49ers have won and covered five straight at night. They've won seven consecutive games straight up at night. 
In Kirk Cousins' career, he has started 40 games in primetime, which are high-profile games. Nights, playoffs, overseas, Saturday, etc. Kirk Cousins is 16-23 in one straight up, 15-25 against the spread. At night, he is 11-19 straight up, 12-18 against the spread, 4-3 straight up in primetime since start of since the start of last season. Against the spread has been an issue. He's 1-6 against the spread. He's been an underdog in primetime 20 times. His teams are 4-15-1 straight up, 7-13 seven, thir- seven against the spread. 3-13 straight up and 5-11 and against the spread as a dog at night. In his career, Kirk Cousins is 2-10 straight up and against the spread on Monday night football. His 2-10 mark is worst for any quarterback on Monday night football. Kirk's teams are averaging... 16 and a half points per game on Monday Night Football and allowing 25 points per game. As an underdog of four points or more, he is 7 and 24 straight up, including 1 and 14 straight up in the afternoon slate or a night game, 0 and 6 straight up at night. Kirk Cousins' home dog career is 9 and 12 straight up, 11 and 10 against the spread. He's 2 and 6 straight up and 3 and 5 against the spread with Minnesota. He's 1-3 straight up and against the spread as a home dog in primetime. Kirk Cousins and the Vikings are 3-9 against the spread in the last 12 games. Two covers against the Bears and one against the Panthers. The pick in this game is San Francisco, minus 7, and I'm going to go with the under. I think that this is going to be um, a one-sided victory, but not enough to go over. So that is... The picks and betting trends for week seven. Now, I wanted to start something different that I'm probably going to do every week now. And it's going to be good for the podcast. It'll be good for the uh, for TikTok as well. Here are the three best games to watch this weekend, week seven in the NFL. Number one. The Detroit Lions at the Baltimore Ravens. The Lions have established themselves as one of the best teams, not only in the NFC, but in the entire NFL. This game will be the biggest test thus far for both these teams. The Lions are heading into this game 3-0 on the road, and that's including their Week 1 win over the reigning Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs. An incredible feat, even though many people wanted to put an asterisk next to that win because of Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey being out. The Ravens are back from a London victory now without a bye and heading into this, their biggest test, the Lions offense. Ravens defense is holding opponents to 15.4 points per game, which is fourth best in the league. Not only is the Ravens defense among the best, so are the Lions. The Lions head into this one allowing 18.8 points per game, which is ninth best. This most definitely is the best one o'clock game on the docket. Which defense holds up? Number two, Los Angeles Chargers at the Kansas City Chiefs. We can jot this matchup down twice a year for being two very competitive and very interesting games. Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, two of the best young quarterbacks in the game. The Chargers come into this game off a rough loss on Monday night at home to the Dallas Cowboys. The Chiefs are just hitting their stride, but the real story in this game And thus far for the Chiefs' season is not Mahomes, not Travis Kelsey, not even Taylor Swift. But how about this defense? 
not allowing a team to surpass 21 points this year and ranking second in scoring defense, only behind the 49ers by .2 points. This is going to be another tough defense Justin Herbert has to match up against. And on the other side, the Chargers being one of the worst passing defenses against the best quarterback in the league. If I know anything, this game is going to be a fun one to watch. Mahomes is 4-1 and one versus Herbert, but never beating him by more than six points. Who outlasts who? And last but not least, number three, Sunday Night Football, Miami Dolphins and Philadelphia Eagles. Now you know I'm fins up on this one. This could be another great weekend for the Cowboys if the Dolphins can pull this one out. Eagles are coming off a tough loss to the Zach Wilson-led New York Jets. And thus far this season, the Eagles haven't played up to expectations. Or was last year just a flash in the pan? The Eagles can answer the question this week if they're able to outlast the daunted offense the Miami Dolphins are coming in with. The Eagles defense comes into this game 20th in pass yards against, which won't bode well versus Tyreek and Waddle. But the Dolphins defense isn't too great themselves, ranking one spot lower than the Eagles in pass yards against. This game will come down to who makes less mistakes at the quarterback position. But if anything, it's going to be an entertaining one for damn sure. Let's go Finns. Those are your three best games to watch this weekend. And that will do it really for the Running Up the Score podcast. Uh, check us out on TikTok. If you're not following us, follow us now. If you're not subscribed to YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, anything, anywhere you get your podcast from, if you're not following or subscribed, do it now. We're on the come up. Let's go. Running up the score. I'm Jerry. Be breezy. Be breezy. And it is all over. You've been listening to Running Up the Score. We run up the score on Sports Radio.